The number one thing is start today. Start right now. This whole life journey ends way too quickly. Like I'm like halfway through or I'm about a third. I think I'm gonna live to about 120. Just get going with it. And you don't have to do it. That's the thing. But if you enjoy sharing things, if you want to explore starting your own business, I think it's one of the lowest cost, freest ways to start sharing things, meeting interesting people and potentially create a business out of it. What is up, you sexy bastards? It is your boy, Mr. Stilio NFT, a.k.a. Rava Canlos, a.k.a. Noah Kagan. In today's episode, it's a little bit different. I'm interviewed by Mind Valley's very own Jason Campbell. Mind Valley is an online school that has had over 10 million attendees worldwide. They teach a little bit of woo-woo stuff, but it's good stuff about living a fulfilled, happy life. This episode is a nice deep dive on that. If you ever want to learn about how to let go of the bullshit that doesn't serve you and double down on the things I do, you're going to enjoy this episode. In this conversation, you'll learn three gigantic things. One, how to define success for yourself. Two, why tools and checklists don't matter. And three, how to stop being a consumer and start being a producer. Enjoy those three things, plus a bunch more ear nuggets along the way. Before we dive into the show, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash okdork. I put out two to three tasty business videos every week to help you on your business journey. Plus, make sure you check out tidycow.com. It's our brand new tool by AppSumo. It is free online scheduling, tidycow.com. Also, a special pre-show shout out to the name is Anonymous. From the US of A, he left a review saying, Awesome, Noah is a wonderful host and wealth of knowledge. I always find so much value in his show. Yeehaw, thank you for your feedback, homie. If you want to shout out in a future episode, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. I check every single one of them. I was thinking recently, why the hell do I care to help all these underdogs and people trying to start businesses? Someone asked me that, and I was just like sitting with it for a while. Like, why do I, I want to make tools that are affordable? Why do I make, you know, work on things or do the YouTube channel? That's where I spend a lot of my time. Uh, which is youtube.com slash okdork. And a lot of it, I, I didn't even really connect the dots, but it was that my father came to America, didn't speak English, created a business, made a lot of money, and then he lost it all. Oh. He lost all of it. So he actually went into like crazy debt, into drinking, and you know, it was a, it was sad. And I think there's something there for me subconsciously now becoming more conscious about, I wanted to feel like I can do that for myself and also help others avoid, you know, a lot of the mistakes that, that he ended up making uh, as an entrepreneur. So that's, that's kind of what leads me to and drives me so much, like run AppSumo.com with our team or do the YouTube channel and teach people or, or create our own tools. Well, this is really something I've noticed because a lot of people out there create tools or create products and they can afford to charge a lot of money with it. Like I feel like on the internet, some people can charge you thousands of dollars for an information product. Yet I see what you do and you seem to do it in a completely different way where most people are like, wait a second, this is under $100? Some people might think it doesn't make sense, but now I understand there's kind of a mission behind that. Which, you know, kind of wants me to reiterate, like, what do you see happening in the space of, you know, online marketing? And why is it that it's such an important tool for these small business owners to, to master to be successful today? Well, marketing in general, I mean, I think that the number one problem of every company everywhere is customers. Uh, you know, whether it's a podcast like yours or a YouTube channel or you're creating software or books or courses like you're launching your book soon, Jason. And so I think figuring out how to do marketing in general is, is one of the most powerful ways of, uh, of growing any business. So it's it's. I, don't know, I think a very valuable skill. I, I was imagining getting dropped uh, during yoga, which I was supposed to be centered. Okay. I, I was telling you I was at yoga, but I was, I was daydreaming a little bit. And I imagine getting dropped somewhere in, in like the Midwest or somewhere in like Fiji. Okay. Maybe not as nice as Fiji, but somewhere really random. But I have my laptop and maybe I don't have any friends, but I can like use all the tools and everything out there. And I was like, you know, I think I could figure out ways to survive right? Like there's appsumo.com slash sell, which is our marketplace. I would go list, I would create a book or course based on my knowledge. I'd probably go and like buy and sell things on eBay or Facebook marketplace or Craigslist. Uh, you can go to Upwork or Fiverr just to get some gigs to kind of start going. And it was like, huh, having the ability to understand the internet and work wherever 
is a superpower. I agree. And what do you think about the fact that, you know, a lot of the shift on how we work happened in 2020, right? Like a lot of us forced to work from home. A lot of us lost the traditional jobs because we're not living in the same way. There's a lot of us needing to work more remotely. Have more people become aware of that fact? And are these still the places that you should start if you want to have an extra stream of income? A lot of people, like my brother, he texted me today and he said, I'm jealous of your lifestyle. I'm jealous of your lifestyle. Because, you know, I'm working, I, I literally, uh, Austin, and I'm, I feel, you know, I feel very blessed. And I probably take it for granted if I'm straight with you. You know, there's a snowpocalypse in Austin. And I had the means to travel to Puerto Rico today. That's where I'm at now. I'm at my buddy Eric's house to film YouTube videos and hang out with you. And I get to work on the internet stuff. Mm. So uh, I feel very lucky that I learned this skill. I don't think it's exclusive. I'm not smarter than anyone in the chat or anyone listening in the podcast or you yourself, Jason. I think I've just been blessed to be in an area and I've put in the work. Mm. And so I think wherever you are in the world today, whether you're on the Eastern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, whether you're in Mars, the amount of information available to create a company is better now than ever. It's not going to get easier. It's only, it's, going to, it's only easier now than it's ever been. Like back in the day when we had to create businesses, much, much, much harder. So I personally believe that anyone in the world can create a YouTube business. So like if you have no skills, you have hobbies, that can be created into a company. And I'd rather, I would love to see people create companies and businesses versus there's a lot of gamblers these days uh, hoping to get rich on, uh, you know, NFTs or Bitcoins or like, oh, I hope I can gamble on GameStop and get rich. Look, it's, it's fun for gamblers. But I think people that are trying to real, build something significant and have purpose, it takes time and, and go, you know, learn the skill because it's out there and, and put in the work and, and you'll get those rewards uh, guaranteed. But you have to put in the work for that and give it some time. I love it, which actually brings me to a beautiful place to take this conversation because I've seen and I know you've seen a lot of people will go on the internet and advertise like, hey, do you want to work from home? Do you want to make a ton of money? It's easy. Anybody can do it. And a lot of it can be a bit predatory, making people like buy courses or buy programs to make them do more money at home. You're even seeing in the gambling space, as you just mentioned, if you're going into the bitcoins and all that. But then you said something just earlier. So you said when you went out and you think anybody can be successful, they can because they've put in the work and you've, you've put in the work. We'd be curious to know what is that work that needs to be done for you to be able to even notice these opportunities and have success with them? So I, I think there's a lot of pieces to that. And it, everyone needs to, honestly, I hate when people call each other successful. I think that's kind of a disservice. Like if I say, Jason Mark Campbell, you're successful. It's like, well, everyone needs to, do, to figure it out whatever it is for themselves. And only literally in 2021, when you guys are hearing this recording or watching it live, this is probably the first year I've ever called myself successful. And I'm almost 40. And so it was just for me, like, have I, am I accomplishing and living the life the way I want, not about how others should be doing it. And so I think what I would encourage anyone to want success is to figure out what that actually means. Like making, you should probably make a lot less money than you think, which is counterintuitive. People are like, I need to be a millionaire. And I'm like, well, why? You might be able to live very successfully in a lot less money. And so I think figure out what your own measure of success is. Secondly, I call it the law of 100, something that we've talked a lot about and I've experienced it myself is that if you are trying to have success in business, I, I'm not going to speak to relationships, I'm single. Uh, if you're trying to have success in business, you have to commit to consistency over a period of time. That is almost inevitable will get you success, quote unquote. So the law of 100 is what we've come up with on YouTube, which is if you're creating content like a podcast or a YouTube channel or a TikTok or a blog, commit to at least 100 videos or 100 posts, or if you're doing sales, do 100 sales. Or 100 subscribers, send 100 emails and so forth. Because it, what we've noticed is that we did 100 videos last year on our channel, or around 100, and about like three of them or four of them did well, to give you context. So imagine that 4% of your work does really well. That's pretty demoralizing. That's like, that's like almost all of my, you know, 90% of my year was not successful, quote unquote. But I enjoyed doing it. I found it fulfilling. And I knew, and as I did it, I was like, oh, I have to do at least 100. Now I got to 100. I'm like, all right, now I can see it working. 
And so I've thought about AppSumo. AppSumo.com is a eight-figure business. And I, I think one, we picked, we got lucky with software and deals. But I honestly think it's the team and the fact that we've stuck with it. It's been 11 years now. And so anyone who's watching this, Keith, Stacy, Heather, Gregory, if you want success, frankly, the easiest thing to do is pick anything that you're in- interested in or excited about and commit to it for 10 years. If you can do it for 10 years, you'll have success. I promise that. And if not, I'll give you some money. <laughs> I, I promise it, but, you. But it's true. Like It sounds like today, there's so many different things that pulls your attention, right? So it's a shiny object syndrome. And to be able to commit to 100, uh, a lot of people are like, wait, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. And it seems like you compare yourself to people who have been doing it for a long time. So I'm like, okay, I want to get started on YouTube. I want to make some videos. I don't have the right camera. I don't have the right microphone. I don't have the right lighting. I don't even have people following me. What do you tell anybody who's wanting to try something, looks at doing 100, but they're like, I can't even get started until I get X, Y, Z? Yeah, I was, I, a guy texted me yesterday. He's like, no, I hate my job. I want to get out of it. What should I go work on? And I was like, two things. One, have a vision. So my vision since I was probably 16 or 17 was to have my own company. I didn't know how it was going to look. I didn't know anything. I was just like, I want to live in a world where I don't have to work for anyone. That, that was always the vision. That was always the dream. So find some dream and that you want to do. You know, we talk about fantasy list and we can talk about that a little bit later. But number one, have somewhere to go. And secondly, start right now. Everybody I've talked to who's like, yeah, I'm, start, I'm so glad I started now, like on email list. They're like, oh, I'm so glad I started my email list today uh, or years ago. So today I have the, you know, the fruits of my labor. And so what I'd encourage anyone out there is like, if you go a, a year back on my YouTube channel, it was me shirtless during coronavirus, just kind of like, hey, what's up? I'm just going to talk about things. And I think the part of starting today is find the thing you want to work on for free. So like, I, I don't make any money on YouTube. We're spending, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we spent a million dollars this year, 2021 on our YouTube budget in terms of salaries, giveaways, ads, all these things. I love doing it. No one asked me to do it. And so I think if you can find the thing you'd work on for free, do that and then just start it right now. And don't worry about the lights and the followers and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I think what people do is that they watch a YouTube channel or they read it during Clubhouse or they're reading about Bitcoin crap. They don't really care about it, but they start chasing the opportunity. And I think the per- people that I've found the most successful and the ones that I admire and, and for myself, it's, hey, I'm personally interested in just working on this. And mm. find those things and then spend your time in, in, in those types of zones right now. I love it. And it also brings me back to the fact that, you know, I know for you, like early, I think it was back in 2012 or something. Um, you talk about doing something now that is fun and aligns with you, lights you up. You've done this for one year in YouTube and spent money doing it. But I know back in 2012, you were kind of in that wheel of entrepreneurship because we talk about being stuck in the hamster wheel of a career. It's like nine to five, wait for retirement, do it for 30 years. And people like to bash on that. But you had an interesting journey where you were in the business, you were growing, scaling, yet there was something that was missing or a fulfillment that was like, what was that trap that happened? And what did you need to change to make it better? I think for all of us, and I'll tell you the story, because I think stories are more powerful. I was running AppSumo, and I think around 2014 or so, I just, something didn't feel right with what I was working on. So I, I, I think it was 2014. I went to India, and I walked around India for a month by myself. And, you know, I kind of came back, and, and I think a lot of what I, I've had this a few times in my career, where it's just like, the, the alignment is off. And we know it, everyone knows it inside, but we don't want to listen to it. So we kind of, we fight it. And I think that's a challenge because we're trying to fight through things and get to the end. We're like, oh, I, I want to be a finisher. But on one part of us, the other side of us, I was like, hey, this is not really what I want to finish. And I've had that a few times in my career. So with AppSumo, I didn't want to be doing deals. I was like, I don't want to be doing deals for the rest of my life. Uh, personally, like being an influencer and an evangelist and a spokesperson, I love doing it. Like I get to hang out with you. I get to talk to an audience. I get to help them with their business. I get to promote cool stuff. I didn't want to be closing deals and promoting at that point. And so that was a moment where I was just kind of recognizing that alignment. And I still, you know, make mistakes. Like a few years later, we went and created sumo.com, which is email pop-ups. 
And I'll tell you, for like three to four years of working on it, which it's it's done relatively well, I just never was really into it. I never cared if my life if I died and on my tombstone they said he helped collect email pop ups. Like, you know, like that's not that's not what that got me up in the morning. And so getting up in the morning knowing I'm gonna talk to someone like you, getting up in the morning knowing I'm recording a video about like about NFT, this new stuff and what the hell is it, it gets me going and I, I don't make money doing it. If people focus on the things that they just enjoy and they can keep doing it for a very long time and sustain it, it does end up that you make a lot of money doing that stuff. I love it. Well, thank you for walking us through that because it's true. I, and I remember your talk you actually did at uh, as Entrepreneur, uh, which was an event mm-hmm. by Mind Valley back in the day where you made that kind yeah. of pivot. And you talk also about some very powerful ways to get up in the morning, especially if someone's looking to create something. And you know, I, I think when you're on the entrepreneurship path, you don't have as much of the company rhythm and stability that makes you go through a regular pace. You kind of have to be responsible for your own habits. I'd be curious to know what are some of the powerful things you do to start your day to make sure that you get the energy required to do the amazing things you do. Yeah, I've tried different. I think everyone needs to figure out their own recipe or whatever dish makes their morning. Mm-hmm. And I've had a few different ones. The one that I would say is the fundamental one is called Gebby. So gratitude, exercise, breakfast, you. And so what I w- would encourage everyone to do is not copy me, but copy whatever you notice makes every day successful. I think the more you can put intentionality to make a day great and start with the foundation, uh, it's amazing. Like I'm with my buddy, Eric, uh, he's in the background over here. Every morning he's like, yo, did you get a good sleep? You had a great day. <laughs> That's like, so if you could even just start your day with great sleep, the whole day is one. Uh, and so I, I think that that would be a great way to start the morning. Just make sure you slept well. But in terms of gratitude, exercise, breakfast, you, Gebby, I write, I just use Apple Notes and I just, I don't use a journal. I don't do anything crazy. And I just write like, what's something I'm, I'm happy about today? And like this morning I wrote for, I work with a guy named Mitchell and Jeremy and I just wrote how grateful I am that they, they help me with everything and how much they make my life better. Exercise, just what am I doing for exercise today? Breakfast, coffee or something like that. And you is like, what's something nice I can do for myself today? Maybe it's water. You know, one thing I've added, the things I've added over the year, I do pushups every morning. So I wake up and I knock out 50 pushups. You kind of just like wake up and you're like, I'm the man. You just, you know, you feel tough. And then I, I make my bed every morning. So if, if I'm at a hotel or I'm at Eric's house, like you could check my bed right now and, I, and it's made. And that's like a nice little W uh, first thing in the morning. So those are some of the ways that, and I'm still experimenting. I used to read every morning or do Hebrew every morning. Sometimes I do it and it makes the day great. And sometimes I don't do it and I still have a great day. I love the simplicity and the humbleness of it too, because like I've had people ask me about my morning routine now, they're like, let me explain you the morning routine when all the stars align that happens like once a month. (laughs) And then everybody has an expectation that, oh my God, to be successful, this is what these people do every day without flaw. I don't know that standard is being kept as much as people expect. It's so funny. What if Elon Musk, I wish Elon Musk would come on podcast and he'd be like, you know what? I wake up, I take a good dump. And, uh, you know, I probably watch porn for a few, for two, two, three hours. And then, uh, you know, I get to some meetings around two o'clock. It's, it's like when people ask, like, you know, what kind of pen, you know, uh, JK Rowling is using or Stephen King, what kind of pen are you using? It's like, oh God, the tools in these, the checklist don't matter. Mm. It's more likely like, what are you trying to accomplish in the best ways of accomplishing that? Like one thing I, I got to share it with you. So for the, all of like past two years, I use this app strides and I, I love it. It's a checklist app. So this is my checklist of everything I wanted to do every day. Did I drink water? Did I have my collagen? Learning? Did I read my goals? Did I stretch? Did I walk? Did I play chess? Did I, you know, da 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 And I was talking to my therapist a while ago, and they said, well, can you be satisfied if you don't do your checklist? It brings you a level of anxiety. I look at it. I'm using Momentum, which actually I saw in your list that you were using this app, which I'm thinking of switching to because Momentum's kind of basic. But when I look and I'm, I'm seeing like, oh, look, I haven't even went to plug in the fact that I did my daily habits for three days. 
uh, I must be a horrible human being. <laughs> yeah, so the app is called Strides App. The acronym is uh, Gebby, Gra- Gratitude Exercise Breakfast You. I-, I think the part that I'm really trying to uh, embrace is if I know certain things are going to make my day better, schedule that in and make that a foundational mm-hmm. thing. But don't make the checklist, like the fulfillment doesn't come through the checklist. The structure and the foundation potentially of an amazing day can come through a checklist. Uh, but I, I think I became at the mercy of it. And it's just good mm. to be, I think it's honestly, you know, you're called Mind Valley. I think it's good to be mindful uh, of what's really making it a great day or not. And some days, you know, like drinking, for instance. I go January, I didn't drink. I had a good month. February, I have been drinking and I've had a great month too. So mm. it's like, uh, I, I would be married that only one thing can, can work. And also we all evolve over time. Uh, this is the journey of the human condition. Uh, Noah, I love these stories. I love how we can jump into a lot of different topics for everybody. You get to have so many takeaways from this. And I wanted to go into one subject that is very marketing focused here. You've went and you've done YouTube, a hundred of them last year. You're still very active on YouTube. And you seem to have called it as a way for people to be successful. So being like kind of one of the priority this and of course the AppSumo uh, forward slash sell as a marketplace. But can you tell us what you've learned on the YouTube and what are things that people should pay attention to if they're going to be doing Mm. YouTube themselves? I think YouTube is the number one job creator in the next 10 years. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this where anyone, anywhere in the world, no matter what you have, no matter your skills, your background, ethnicity, genders, pronouns, you can start a business on it or you can support someone who's starting a business on it. And I, you know, we have the, the careers of the people that we've hired. We have a, a full-time thumbnail designer. Like this is not a job like, you know, a few years ago. We have a guy, a video editor just for YouTube. Like, I mean, the, the jobs are being created and the, the opportunities to make money doing this uh, as well. You know, if you're a doctor, I saw someone in the audience is a doctor. There's a lot of doctors on YouTube. Either A, you can grow a business out of that channel or use it as lead generation for your own, you know, local doctor business. Yeah, I see YouTube as being a place where people have a little more attention span than any other platform that you see coming out, where people are just like swiping through a story or not paying too much attention. Um, are there a few rules of thumbs if I'm getting started that I should pay attention to? Aside from, well, actually, you, just getting started, I feel like everybody's waiting for that rule of thumb. So I think I'm catching myself here. Is that the advice? Yes, yes. The number one thing <laughs> is start today. Start right now. Right. You're going to, it's going to end this, this whole life journey ends way too quickly. Like being, I'm, I'm like halfway through or I'm about a third. I think I'm gonna live to about 120. So optimistically, like I've got a quarter in, so I got two thirds left and just get going with it. And you don't have to do it. That's the thing. But if you enjoy sharing things, if you want to explore starting your own business, I think it's one of the lowest cost, freest ways to start sharing things, meeting interesting people and potentially create a business out of it. Uh, I've, I found it fascinating. I get to meet amazing people. Like I got to talk to Lewis House today. You know, I get to make videos about topics I'm curious about and, you know, related to business. That's that's my interest. And so I, I think a lot of people could say, hey, if you have no businesses or even if you have a company, this is a great way to accelerate it. I love it. I'm going to uh, bring Gregory on uh, who has a question about the AppSumo marketplace. So let's bring that up. Let me ask the question on his behalf is how long does it take to get on the AppSumo marketplace? Maybe just give us a bit more an idea on what that process looks like, because I think a lot of people are excited. Honestly, I think it's one of the next big business opportunities for anyone who wants to start a business uh, is the AppSumo.com marketplace, which is AppSumo.com slash sell. And AppSumo reaches a million people a, a month, sorry, I say a year, a month. Uh, so if you have a book, if you have a course, if you have software that can help any other business owners, uh, go there to put it out there. We generally, we have a team, Sean leads it. It takes around 24 hours, if not sooner, to get the products approved. And like, I can pull up the numbers in the back end, but it, you know, the past days... It looks like to the creators in general, we pay out around, so we paid out so far today, $39,265 to creators. 
So wow. if you're a creator out there and you want to have a business, like there's people literally making millions of dollars now uh, selling their products through AppSumo.com. No, I, I, you know, you were both in this industry of like, you know, information marketing, and then you were more into the platforms and stuff. I feel like that's the biggest problem in the industry right now. It's like everybody's creating their own little store everywhere about learning things or using tools. And there's no like one place that everybody can be together. Is that one of the missions? Are you trying to unify at least some of the information? Because I feel like it's such a pain that it's everywhere. I think a lot of times we solve our own problems. We look at what our customers' problems are. So right now we have an amazing team of 10 people full-time that go out and look for software products and tools or books that help entrepreneurs. And we had this realization, well, if we opened up the marketplace so anyone could list it, instead of 10 people looking for products to help others, it could go to like thousands or hundreds of thousands, you know, very similar, very parallel to what uh, Amazon.com is doing. Mm. And it's working. It's, it's, it's one of these things where like, holy crap, it's working. It worked really fast. Like we got to about a million dollars in payouts uh, within three months, like from when we started really promoting it. And uh, it's, it's like, oh, there's something interesting happening here. And that, that uh, you know, in a lot of our businesses, I'm sure everyone could relate where Sometimes you do things like, oh, it's working. And sometimes you do things like, all right, back to the drawing board because it's not working right away. Well, I, I want to maybe open up on that as well as I think sure. I have the expectation it's supposed to op to work on the first try. Uh, a little more, maybe give a bit more insights on that. <laughs> and I'll bring yeah, you I, can, I have a question. You know, yeah, I want to talk about that because I've had, I've had a lot of interesting business experiences in my career where I've had hyper growth. So I was a part of Facebook and Mint and even AppSumo and then AppSumo Marketplace where literally once we started these things, like it was just like, like it worked. Whereas some of the other things, like we launched a product called MeetFam, which is email marketing for Shopify. We launched a thing called HallDrop, which was kind of like Reddit for products. And we spent about a million dollars on each. And we spent about 12 months. And that's what we aim for. So in 12 months, it should be sooner, but you know we're, we're trying to do some long-term bets. So within 12 months and a million dollars, can we not make our money back or show promise that we'll make our money back uh, within that time period? And we didn't, so we canceled it. And I think most business owners in terms of bu the business that they're doing or in terms of their marketing aren't aggressive enough in increasing what is working to the level of like 10x, which we do, uh, and killing things more aggressively. So if you go to those two products, we've, we've removed them, even though, you know, we spent millions of dollars and we, you know, a lot of people's time on it. Yeah, I think making that cutoff is, is, is like killing your darlings to stay focused on the things that do work, but then also being very bold and making those risks happen so you can get the data before making any of those assumptions. I want to bring on Lisa. Lisa, I know you didn't use the Q&A box, but you did ask a great question in the chat. I don't know if you have a chance to turn on your camera and ask it live. Hi. This is very interesting. I'm, call, I'm on Zoom from the Bahamas. Oh, wow. Um, I'm, right, I'm your neighbor. I'm in yeah, Puerto Rico. That's right. You're in my neighborhood. Can you provide more specific um, suggestions as to how to start a business? I'm in particular interested in starting a nonprofit. I don't know how to start a nonprofit. I only start profit. So, I mean, but any of oh, the tools that, that oh, you an use, AppSumo? I'm Sorry. sure I could, you know, be similar. So, yeah. Wow. I'm such like a non-helper person sometimes. Like, you know, people are like, hey, I'm gonna, I, I think what I try to be clear on, Lisa, is if I've done it, I can tell you what to do. If I don't, I don't, I try not to make up. I think AppSumo.com is a great place to find tools to help you get started. Like maybe, maybe explain a little more, like what kind of non-profit are you trying to start? Um, well, I'm still trying to get my vision together. I've just become a member of Mindvalley. Um, nice. So I'm, I'm I'm starting to learn more about what I need to do to to get where I want to go. But I'm interested in philanthropy, so I'm thinking of of starting a, a nonprofit that will help companies to you know realign their goals in terms of philanthropy and to actually contribute and give back. Can I make a suggestion? Mm -hmm. I love where you're going with it. I think that's a great uh, thing. I think with COVID and a lot of stuff happening, a lot of people have tried to help others more. And you know, even in Austin last week with a snowstorm. I guess my question for you is, do you have a company locally that you could just help today? 
you don't need tools or a website, but and even a nonprofit. Like I have a, I do a thing called Sumo Charity Ride, where we go on a bike ride and we donate all the money to a, a group called Code to College. And I think it was just getting it going. So I'm wondering for you with helping a, a company align or do more uh, philanthropy, is there anyone locally or one that you know that you could start it with as a practice? Well, that's one of, one of the things that I learned because I just did another um, one of these sessions and it said, they said to, you know, might help to collaborate with other people. So I'm actually, I'm at the very beginning stages of trying to figure out what I need to do to get where I want to go. Um, but that is one of the things that I obviously will have to investigate. Well, I, I guess my, I don't know if Jason wants to chime in at all, but my, my I, I, I'm too, I, I guess I'm impulsive and I think sometimes a little bit afterwards. So if I was trying to help companies with philanthropy, my first thought would be go on LinkedIn and see if any of my friends work at companies. And I just contact my friend and say, hey, can I talk to your person there and see what kind of philanthropy you can help them maybe do? Like maybe it's for like one thing we've done at AppSumo, this was probably a few years ago. At the end of the year, we gave every teammate $1,000 and we said, you have to donate it. And so that was one way of it. And then we've also done, they've done volunteer drives and stuff like that within the company. But again, I think the thing I'd really encourage Lisa, I don't think you need to show up to more Mind Valley things. You should, because I think it's a great group and it seems like a supportive <laughs> audience. But why don't you even ask in the, in the chat room here, or, you know, Jason has a company, I have a company. You know, you could start with someone that you know, maybe in the chat and say, hey, who here is a company that is interested in doing a little philanthropy? And, you know, do you have a specific thing you want to help them do or just make it a part of their business? Make it a part of their business. Yeah. So in the, in the panelists and the people that are in the Mind Valley audience, like who here has a company that is open to doing some philanthropy? Well, do you want to help people in the Bahamas or do you want to, is it more yes. globally? So Bahamas. Well, in, the, in, the, in the Bahamas. Yeah. Yeah. Who's a, who, let's just, let's really get to it. I, I'm not going to let you go. Who is someone in the Bahamas, you know, that runs a business like a restaurant or like online or store? Yeah. I mean, I, I know a, a few people. Can you call yeah. them right now? Oh, probably not because everywhere's closed. Well, I mean, your friend, you have friends that are that run these businesses? I'm friends with the sister of someone who has a, like a restaurant, for example. Any other businesses? Um, I'd have to think. I mean, I'm sure I, you know, everything, everyone knows everyone here. Um, so, I mean, I have to think about it, but I'm sure that I could. I see where All you're right. going with it. So, where am I going with it? Well, you're just saying that, I mean, it, it's not as hard as I think it is. That I yeah. can, you know, reach out to people that I know and, and start from there. So, but I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to um, make sure that, I mean, and maybe I'm, I'm approaching it the wrong way. I don't know. But I was thinking that if I, if I started a, a company that sort of promotes philanthropy and encourages and, and facilitates companies to give back, you know, so it's kind of like a central hub. You know what I mean? That's I, I understand thought. you. That's, I guess t two quick questions with it. And uh, one is, why do you want to do this? Because I want to make a difference. Go on. And I want to make sure that, you know, I mean, and it's, it's, I just don't know how many people have this mindset. And I want to want to make sure that everyone is aware that it's important important to have this kind of mindset and to be able to give back, no matter what you do in life. You know, you need to make sure that you give back in some way because, you know, not only is it going to help the other person, but it's going to help you because you're going to feel better. And you know. Okay, so I'm going to challenge you. So it's what time is it in the Bahamas? Um, six something. All right, so you're we're an hour ahead of you. It's six fifty p.m. Does it have to be a business? Can you phone a friend? Like, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, phone a friend right now, like literally, once you get off this, I know you're like, I want to set up a website, I need to get a tool, I want to set up a nonprofit thing. But your, your, your real thing you're trying to accomplish is helping people make philanthropy a part of their lives. Like I had a friend a few years ago, Brian Cotlier, who told me he said, Hey, Noah, you know, he didn't force it on me. But he's like, Hey, I donate a few percent of my income every month. And I and then I increase it over the years. So maybe that's something you want to consider. And so I started doing it like this is probably four years ago. And now I do th I don't know if it's at 1000s, but definitely in the hundreds uh, of dollars a month. 
So I wonder if there's something that someone you could literally call. It's not too late. Okay. Maybe you could help the restaurants that are closed. But call. I would. I would. Be, I would love to see you come back because we'll be, I don't know how long Jason until Jason kicks me out. No. Then you come back and, and do that. Lisa, okay. you have seven I'll... minutes to call one person. Ask them if they want to <laughs> donate. Just get them to donate one dollar. Maybe just start. Oh, I like that. I love the dollar. And, and just be like, hey, I was just on a call, and you know, we're talking about philanthropy. I'm going to be donating a dollar uh, or more. I'd love to encourage you to do the same. And now you've made one difference. And I'd right. love to use actually Noah's methodology, which is. Before you start website, before you start things, get a hundred people to donate a dollar or more. Okay. I would donate a dollar hundred percent. Zero like Anybody I'll do it instantly. Community or on YouTube who would donate a dollar to something in support of Lisa's thesis here that we could actually get a lot more people to be understanding the power of philanthropy. I know in the chat there's a lot of people that would be willing to do it. Uh, and Lisa, maybe you could even tell us where we should donate that dollar. You should where where do we donate the dollar? I'll have to find out. And you're thinking about website, but really you just need to know where does the money go and call people to make it happen. You can even go on the Mind Valley Connections app and just make a post there just saying, I was on the Superhumans at work with Noah. We wanted to do a little charity drive. We can even name it for a Mind Valley label. Here's where people can donate money. I'll tell you all where I'm going to donate it. See what happens. And of course, go for a hundred times and see, <sighs> see how people are reacting. See how people feel. You even have case studies. You'll have people's stories. And now when you start doing the next steps, you'll have a lot more meat and a lot more clarity on your own vision. Because now okay. I feel like even if Noah would have told you, you need to build this business, do this, do that, do that. You don't have the clarity of the vision. You haven't even tried it. So maybe what you want to do will evolve as you do it a hundred times. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think so based on what I've learned already. Yeah. No, don't go just yet. I want to compliment a lot of the comments. The, the community of Valley is amazing. You have a lot of people supporting you and you have a lot of people that want to support you. Um, you know, Brittany said to increase your network, which I think is great. I think you could find amazing philanthropy in Bahamas that you want to support. Like that's what Magdalena was talking about. Uh, my encouragement right now is go sign up for PayPal. Like if you can go sign yeah. up for the PayPal account, okay. I would love for everyone who's watching now, including myself, I'll do it live with you. Just go sign up for PayPal and give us your PayPal email and we'll send you, we'll all donate. And then you could give it to different groups within Bahamas and then you figure out which kind of philanthropy you're excited about. And maybe it's the one, I like Jason, that, that's an awesome idea is $1. Maybe it's $1 yeah. to change the world. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, I was in Miami back in 2019. The Bahamas had a terrible event with the Hurricane Dorian that happened. Uh, and I don't know if there's still charity funds that are supporting that, or there's still some businesses that are recovering from that. That could be a place, you know, already that's like, okay, pick one, let's move. And, and I like how Noah's bias towards action is really a lot of what makes the needle move because we're in our heads a lot. And then we, we start like thinking and, and nothing's happening. And if your impact is really what you're caring about, Take an action. It doesn't need to be a perfect one. It just needs to be one right now. Go set up right perfect. now. Come, stay on, the, stay on the, the live thing and then come back and report back. Okay. Yep. Will do. Uh, I think I have a propensity of action, which you know mm -hmm. mostly works out always for the best. But I would say if a lot of people want to start a business, I think, Jason, you had a great point. I just want to reiterate, which is if you're like, hey, I want to start a business, just go get a dollar. I've noticed that the $1, like if you get that first dollar, it's just so sweet. It's so sweet. Like lately, what did I do? I did something like... I don't know. I don't know. A few months ago, and I sold something. It was like I got a dollar, and I was like, you know, I, I literally, I'm a multimillionaire, still getting excited by a dollar. And I think that's the thing that people miss out. It's like, dude, that just get the ball rolling. You know, get that train off the tracks, get the momentum going. So, love to see yeah. uh, Lisa get a little bit that that happened for and, her. And you know what? I'll actually even put in my own thoughts, which is the fact that I often overcomplicate and not take action. And when I catch myself doing it, it's like, Jason, listen to my own advice. Like, because sometimes I don't follow the advice that I give. I've waited and hesitated towards like putting out a, a product online. And then I realized, no, it's just, it's a ready fire aim mentality that makes you learn so much. 
And so like, I'm just getting it done, putting it out there. And then it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to have the best landing pages. It's not going to have the best emails in the world, but I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to repeat it. And this was a great reminder as well, Noah. So I'm glad we had that conversation about having those first 100. Like, (laughs) that's just like, yeah, I don't need to have a Mind Valley masterclass system of launching a product. I just need to tell people, hey, a dollar, hey, do this, like just get started and then you'll see what evolves from there. Well, um, I also think I got to be more positive. That's one thing I took away where like she comes on and I'm like, no, nah, I can't do nothing. And it was like, you know, I, I need to probably listen. I need to listen. Not need. I, I, I'd like to I'll work on listening a little bit more. Hmm. Natalie, I brought you in. I wondered if you wanted to ask your question live, if you can turn on your camera, turn on your microphone. I don't know if you have a chance. Yeah. Um. So last year was crazy for me, like a lot of other people. I was actually attempting to do as my first business internationally in China and Australia. And I'm American. <laughs> Right before the holidays, I had to come home uh, just because of visa situations and international issues with trying to do a business. So now I'm back in the United States trying like for third or fourth business at this point in time. And it's something that's more like in my wheelhouse or comfort zone because it's where my like traditional, um, I was 10 years corporate in the uh, cannabis industry in the United States prior to becoming an entrepreneur. And So long story short, I'm trying to figure out the best way to get efficacy results of a new product um, with people that I don't have a network in yet. And it's also in the United States, which I've been out of the country for so long. So I need to get people that can honestly test a product. What's the product? Um, It's a CBD-based recovery drink. Okay. And then, but you're not in the States. Where are you at? I am in the States now. I just, I just returned back to the States. What's the problem with getting your network or people to, to try it? So before I was in the traditional growing side or horticultural side of the industry. So it's not it's not the same demographic. It was the growers and not the end users of products uh, because of legal ramifications when touching cannabis in the United States or even hemp in the United States. So now I'm trying to learn like the legal, like to stay legal in everything that I do. This is a CBD hemp drink. It's not anything to do THC wise, but I need to learn how to find influencers or how to test a product for efficacy results. I'm getting some university testing done, but that's with my connections in Australia and not in the United States. Sometimes I think it's helpful in business. Like what would be the dream? It's finding people that would absolutely benefit from using the product and that it could fit into their life. And I don't want to, I don't want to go out and find a bunch of people that will, you know, like pay to give me a review of the product. And there's false, there's a false like uh, facade behind it because they're being paid to review it. I almost want something more natural and organic. I mean, why did you, do you use this product? Is it something you want to use? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you have your friend, your friends don't qualify in this product? Like I always start businesses within my network and within my like sphere of influence. Yeah. So I'm wondering why you're going way outside of it, it but it doesn't sound that far outside. It's not that far out. I, I guess it's because uh, where I'm home based is in Indiana, which is not a legal state. It's not friendly at all. Um, and the stigma is still very much there. When I was in the corporate side of this industry, um, it was more out of Colorado, California. Um, but because of COVID and my current life situations, I can't move back into those states right now. And it's very hard to, I might, uh, sorry, Natalie, I might jump in. Um, and Noah, let me know if this advice also would be something you'd say, cause I feel I can jump on that. But if this product is really your one thing and it's really important with you move out of Indiana, go to the States where it's happening, walk on the streets and get people to taste it. Like, yeah. I mean, if this is really your one thing, I don't know why you're in Indiana, uh, and obviously, I don't want to give any advice or, or give any suggestion that would make you do something illegal. So for that, I definitely want to make the caveat there. 
Um, but I remember being on a call and somebody doing the same thing, saying like, I don't know, I'm in a place where it's not active in this industry. Move to Colorado, like go there, bring your drinks, get people to taste it, get started. Um, Noah, what would you say? Well, I'm going to guess she's going to say she can't move because of financially or some personal thing. That would be my, that'd be my bet. Yeah, I was pretty blown up by the international business. Like I had an office in China and yeah. <laughs> I, I guess what I would personally, I mean... I don't walk around the streets panhandling, Jason. That's not really my business strategy I recommend to people, but you could do it. You could do it. It works. I think you're making it really hard on yourself. And then why are you doing this product when you're, it sounds like it's already, like, it's only going to get harder. Right. So my, my thought in business is like, like, it sounds like you're interested in CBD and cannabis in that space. Yeah. So is there anything that is easier to do based on your already skills and network that you have, given where you are? Because like, I think you're fighting reality. Like so, my like, hey, I, wanted- I came from I came from the horticultural side. I don't track. care where you came from, but I was a product designer right. to grow the plant, I, I, not not the. Aim. I know, I know. I'm trying to help you with the like concrete advice. It's not about I don't care about you. I care about you. Yeah. But I'm saying it sounds like you're just making it really hard on yourself. So is there something with this product or with your skill set? Sorry, I know if that was maybe a little harsh, but like something within your scope that's a little easier for you to be more successful. So this is. A, I feel like it's in my wheelhouse because I was. In my corporate career, I was the director of product development. I launched thousands of products, but it was to a different demographic. I had thousands of customers that I I knew where their specialties were and what they were interested in in product. Um, I don't have that corporate backing anymore because it's bought out by private equity. Now I'm going at a marketplace where it's even broader. And it's the challenge. I love the challenge, and I know it's going to get harder. My thing is, how do I identify people that would be legitimate users of the product that would benefit from it that would give me honest feedback like i'm trying to find where to get into a network i guess have you already made this product is this live uh yeah we've we've done first batch runs like and i've been trying it myself like i've just gone through the 10x program i finished it this week and it's about muscle recovery and adaptation to move forward um and using it through the entire 10x journey like i have found had phenomenal results i mean can you sell it to a bunch of these other 10x people or the other mind valley people like someone in the comments was already saying like Deanne Johnson said, I'll test it. I have a CBD doctor's script. Uh, yeah, Angela yeah, yeah. sounds like she was asking its recovery from what? I want to be respectful of Mindvalley because I know that you're not supposed to get in and pitch your product. Oh, I, I don't know. I guess, I, I, I guess I'm just trying to think, how do you make this easier for yourself? Because you, you have, look, I think part of life is that like, oh, well, you know, I used to work at Facebook and I was supposed to be rich there and all these things like, but I'm also having to deal with the reality of what's available today. And what, right. you know, you know, I think the number one trait of an entrepreneur is resourcefulness. Absolutely. And so my question for you is, you're like, I, do, I need to get people, but I don't know anyone. Either A, go find where the hell they are. So I think Jason's point is valid, which is like, if you can only sell in two states, you need to find someone there or some way to get it there or B, find something within that you can do online or within Indiana to make it easier for yourself. I just figured so. with like social media being what it is, if there's a, like an avenue that, you know, I could... Because I don't want to just be tied down demographically to you know a couple state region in my. I think you need to tie. I think you need to be tied down. Like I, the the thing you're trying to do, it sounds like is like I want to get an influencer to test a product that they don't know in a state right. that I'm not selling, and then I think people win really big in companies and in businesses when they start extremely small. Right. So I would love for you to win. Like I don't know, CBD is not legal in Indiana. Like, can you win a small city in Colorado? Or I, I'm still kind of I'm still fixated on you have all these corporate contacts and corporate customers. I feel like there's got to be a product or something within them that you could do better with or do right. something that, that's easier to, to get distributed through them. Okay. Mm. All right. Lisa, I don't know if you got your PayPal set up. That'd be interesting to have you back if you do. Um, but with that, I do have one more question that I want to bring up. Oh, Lisa, how are we doing? Man, you have a, a lot of like bad, cool women. Bad, I was going to say bad bees, but I don't think we can say that word anymore. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, like strong women in this audience. I dig it. I, I like yeah. it. 
Mind Valley has a lot of powerful women within the ecosystem. No, for real, man. I'm a fan. So Lisa, what's happening? So, so I have my PayPal set up, but I don't yes. know what you need from me. Tell me your PayPal. I'm going to send you money. I'll do but five I, bucks. So, but what do I? What information do I give you? You just tell us your PayPal. Did you sign up with a PayPal email address? Yes. Lisa, can you tell us where the money goes? Because as much as like I just get like giving away random money to people, I also like knowing that it uh it's going to be helping people someone in the Bahamas. The ones that I that I like to I I love children, so I'm thinking that maybe a, ch- uh, a place that that has children that don't have parents is called the Manfredi Homes. How does this experience? I think that's the part I always get excited about. This I'm still I feel like I'm on cloud nine at the moment. I can't believe it's actually happening. I'm hoping that you're going to see how unstuck you can be when you just go and do the bare, like do the simple thing that just gets you started. And now mm-hmm. you're sending it to this home. You're going to be supporting these kids. Uh, who knows how much you're going to get? Maybe it's going to be 10 bucks. Maybe it's going to be a hundred bucks. And this is going to be really awesome. So, yeah, it, this is amazing. I, I can't, still can't believe it. Perfect. So I love Make how sure I come do. on the show and then I give away my money, Jason. This is a great show. Anyways, <laughs> I sent you five bucks. I'll do five. So right. go give it to the I, kids I, and keep doing $1 at a time. I can't, I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Lisa. Mina, are you ready to turn on the camera and say hi to us? Because I loved your question. Hi. Can you hear Hello. me? You can see me? Hello. Yes. So thank you. This is actually uh, inspired by Lisa. Because, you know, when you're watching somebody, it's always kind of easier to, I think, identify some of the background self-talk. And so I guess the question is really, um, it seems like you're action-inspired and action-inclined. Um, I kind of deal with the overthinking of things. And so, yeah, like, I guess, what advice would you have in terms of how to kind of overcome that and not let that stop you? What are you, what are you hesitating on? Or what are you trying to accomplish? Well, it's like, I guess the first step. So, you know, left corporate America after 10 years and have always been intrigued and interested in the mind body connection. And so hypnotherapy is like the first kind of route that kind of opened up. And I'm like, okay, I can start with this as a business. And last night I was up until like 2 AM. I, I was on a yesterday's talk with um, Jason and uh, Mr. What is it? Trucks. Anthony and Trucks. Anthony Trucks. Yeah. And I think a lot of the things that were said just kind of got my brain kind of going. So I was up until 2 a.m. sketching, like putting together like different business plans and just like idea generating. Right. And I was on that high and it kept me up until like 2, 2.30. Oh, and yeah. then this morning I woke up and I just kind of had that all that fear coming in. Like, was that all bullshit? Did I reach too far? Did I <laughs> did I dream too big? Am I getting ahead of myself? And so. It was kind of funny, like this afternoon, I was more in a funk. And so, yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of any, any thoughts you have in that, in that area. I don't know about Jason. I feel I've like been there, been there, done been that. There. It, it's, <laughs> I guess the, no. <laughs> I think there's, there's, there's like tactics, which I love tactics and things like that. Before we get maybe into the tactics, I would be curious, like what's your, what's your goal with this or what's your dream? The moments when I've experienced the most highs is when I'm in these conversations with people and they just get that that look in their eye where they feel known and that I've unlocked something. And so any kind of platform or whether it's through hypnotherapy or other modalities, whether it's through speaking, traditional forms of therapy, I'm not sure, but just being able to unlock that magic for people, I think is something that's part of the bigger dream of what I'd like to do. All right, I have a guess. So today's Thursday, February 25th. Tell me about your week so far. Yeah, I've actually been a little bit more in action, actually spending time on my studies regarding this, and then also working on myself, right? Actually utilizing some of these tools that I'm learning so that I can actually honestly testify. These are the things that are effective. These are the things that are not effective. Because like even in hypnotherapy, you know, it works in the subconscious realm, right? And right now there's no shortage of brilliant people speaking brilliant things that have unlocked things for them, right? 
So I think like, you know, like trying to incorporate, let's say the YouTube channel, putting out content as a starting place for, you know, here are some effective things that I think could actually like, let's say you're in this phase of your life, right? These are some of the the scripts and the things to listen to at night that will actually kind of facilitate that, that forward momentum. Just out of curiosity, I think, you know, you know, what's amazing about this? Everyone relates to you. And I think that's Mm -hmm. comforting. It is comforting because we're like, oh, I'm the only person that's up at two that's excited. And then I wake (laughs) up and then there's reality and then there's the fear and then there's like the nothingness, right? It's, it's, you're not alone. Everyone, me, Jason, if you're in the audience and you can give some love, let's like shine some light uh, on Mina. So one thing, you know, Jason, I didn't talk about, but we, a lot of times I do like a fantasy list of like, what would be my fantasy? So I am curious if I saw you and we do, we come and do the Zoom thing. It's the end of the year. What what does it all look like? I would say I would just have amassed a plethora of like data knowledge from actually be, trying be to more, like, work. A little bit more like specific. So what is amassing a data knowledge? That sounds like buy a bunch <laughs> Sorry, of books okay, okay. on Amazon. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like we could no, send no, you I, books. Like I could do like a book drive. No, no, no. I'm actually thinking like I've actually initiated my practice. I have a bunch of clients that I've actually started to work with that have, you know, come back with amazing feedback and actual evidence in their life where it's actually... Um, help them in a profound way. But I think what I get excited about too is like just the creativity aspect of it, right? What other areas can this link into? And so possibly like partnerships with other like people that are in this space that have found like integrated, let's say hypnotherapy with like some other modalities. All right. Can I make suggestions? Sure. So first off, you don't ever have to, don't listen to my advice. That's my first suggestion. <laughs> like, like you don't have to listen to shit I say. Cause like, honestly, it's just, I'm just telling you what works for me and what, what, how I approach stuff. It doesn't mean it works for everyone. I would write this out. I know females love to do vision boards. Yeah. Do you have a vision board? I started to sketch one out yesterday regarding the anyway, business. Yeah. Yeah. So do that. Or for men, I don't know if men do it. It's not, it's not sexist. Anybody could do it. Just write a fantasy story called December 31st, 2021. Okay. And be specific in your story. This is what I do every year. I write out my fantasy story that I'm like, if it's the end of the year, like, what does my perfect year look like? And mm-hmm. then that kind of gives me like a blueprint. I'm like, oh, cool. This is my blueprint of how I can and I, how I want it to be. And then that kind of gives me some goals and, and directionality. Now, the second two things I would be, it sounds like if I hear you right, and I don't know if I did, you, you want to be coaching people in hypnotherapy. You want to be a hypnotherapist or right. you want to support people on personal growth. Yes. So the two things that I would encourage you, well, I'll give you three. Number one, how many people have you helped with it? Oh, I haven't. I like. I'm still like in the learning phase of the training. No, I know, phase. I know, but I'm. That's my point. How many people Got have you helped? You're still at zero, right? Right. Okay. So when I haven't felt good, or when I'm starting something, when I just go and help one person, I'm like, hey, maybe I do know something. Hey, mm-hmm. maybe I I can build up my self worth and self confidence. So I would be encouraging you, maybe once a week, maybe then it becomes once a day, to find someone. Maybe it's in this audience. Maybe it's the local. Maybe it's your friends. Maybe it's your network. That you can start building in just the one, like the one dollar, the one person. Okay. So I would find someone. The, then the the last piece I would I would encourage you. So fantasy list one person. I think there's still a huge opportunity. As we talked about YouTube earlier in this chat to document, you know, document in public. So hmm. if you think about these people like Vision, like myself, Lewis Howes, Joe Rogan, all these people, they're not better than you. All they've done is they've started and they've done it for ten years, like you did your corporate life. So if you did this for the next ten years. If you want to be in public, that's up to you. I don't give a shit. But I just think it's worth it because like you can get new clients and you could build a business and you could build a brand. And I think you, it's a fun part. I wouldn't let that distract you. Don't be sure. like, I don't know what lighting, what camera. Now I need to watch a YouTube channel about which camera. No, 
But if yeah. you can say, make a video that's like, hey, here's what I'm learning about hypnotherapy today, if you enjoy it, um, yeah. I would make that a, a habit that I think is just good in this internet age. That's interesting. Never thought about the documentation phase. I think documentation. Okay. And then last thing. Okay, last one. I have to, God, sometimes I, just, yeah. I think I give a lot because I'm insecure that I want it to be, <laughs> I want at least one of the fucking four to be good. But I do think the four are all great, but I think one of the four is good. I think this is an important part. I was just thinking about this when you were, when we were starting to discuss earlier. I would be very curious to look at your schedule to find out how much of your week is in consumption mode versus production mode. I think there's a lot of your week that might be in consumption mode, which is fine because mm. you're learning something. Right. But I would also curious to say like, well, how do I get, so I color code my calendar because then it makes it easy for me to see what, like, what my week looks like, how much is in physical fitness, how much is in learning, how much is in creating. And I try to maximize, or orange is like my fun color. So try to get as much of your, your time in your production mode, or at least make sure there's blocks of that in your calendar. Fantastic. You can do it. Yeah, no, these are, these are actually solid nuggets, I think, that I can actually start tackling. And I think even to start a like account- person. Yeah. Do you have an accountability buddy or someone, someone yeah. that'll hold, call you on your shit? Like I have a buddy, mm-hmm. Adam Gilbert from mybodytutor.com. And I like, I go to him sometimes, I, just, I email him every week what I'm doing. So every single Sunday I email him my to-dos and every Sunday I review my previous week with him for five years now, maybe six. I don't know. It's been a long time. And, uh, I, I went to him like a few, like probably, I don't know, six months ago complaining about something. And he's like, you're not taking your power. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're having a pity party. I'm like, I know I want, I want to, I want to have everyone come to this fucking party. He's like, you need to have a power party. Invite people to your power party and fucking have, and take some. And I, I was like, dude, you're my friend that supports me in all the things I do. He's like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. So mm. I, it's, you know, I would find someone that isn't going to be nice to you necessarily, but they'll support you. And I think that will help you. And, you know, maybe they have their own thing, but you got to make sure you guys push each other on that stuff. Because no matter what, if you're doing YouTube, if you're a billionaire or a millionaire, or it doesn't even matter if you're doing a nonprofit, like there's going to be days where it sucks. Well, that is a wrap. I hope you loved the episode as much as I did. If you did, go check out mindvalley.com as well as No Kagan. That's me too. Plus Mind Valley on YouTube. Next, text a friend you love him. Yo, dog, let's go to Utah together. And before you go, tweet at me at Noah Kagan. Let me know what you thought of the show. Also, remember to go to subscribe to my email list. That's sendfox.com slash Noah. Plus, create your own email list at sendfox.com. And if you are starting or growing an online business, appsumo.com is the number one site online for software deals. Use code NOAH10 at checkout for 10% off already amazing deals on tools to grow your business. Finally, a couple special shout outs to my amazing team, Jason at podcasttech.com. How many times have I said this domain? Podcasttech.com. Anyways, he does all the editing. He's amazing. Thank you to Mitchell, Jeremy, Hubert, Jonathan, Sasa, and Jen from the Dork Team for all the magic y'all do. And finally, props to my very good friend and longtime homie of work, David Kelly, for his thought leadership post on Tidy Cal and all the things that he's done in the business and in life. Such a happy person. Love you, dude. Finally, also shout out to the Ulster team of Max, Victor, Kamal, Dean, and Celeste behind the scenes who make the thought leadership initiative possible at AppSumo.com. Have a caffeinated day. What is your ideal breakfast? <laughs> <laughs>